We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Field of 68's Off the Carousel, and we are heading to Syracuse for this one. The new head coach of the Orange, he's not new to their fan base, he's a Syracuse man. Adrian Autry is joining us now, and Adrian, I'm sure you've done a a bunch of these interviews. I'm going to try to ask you a question that maybe you haven't been asked as the first one, not what's it been like taking over? What have you learned from from your coach? We'll get to those things. I want to start with your roots because you're born in Monroe, North Carolina. You end up moving to Harlem a couple of years into your life with your mother, your sisters. Tell me how that those early years moving to Harlem helped make you become who you are today. You know, uh, it, it was it was a place where um when me being from North Carolina and I was a little I wasn't that old, but I, I knew it was a difference and uh just my neighborhood, you know, my neighborhood was was, you know, and back in the eighties was was about everything, man. It was everything going on. They had times for sports, they had times for different types of activities, uh some good, some bad. Um, but it was a it was a sense of community, but you know, the one thing I, I knew is that uh, that um, once I started playing sports, they kind of rallied behind me and kind of kept me out of harm's way, so to speak. And they kind of got behind me and, and gave me the push um, to go and and and, and to be and and try to you know take this basketball thing as as far as I could. So I, my, my community, some people would look on the outside saying, "Man, that was a tough place to grow up," but it, it wasn't. If you know, if you were part of that community, you know, you you knew what to do, you knew where to go, and then people knew you. And they and they again, my community and my background growing up, uh, you know, they 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 were they introduced me about family and taking care of family and and, and wrapping their arms around around their their loved ones. Going to New York, then, how did that? help you learn about Syracuse? What did you know growing up about Syracuse? Yeah, it was, you know, at that time, you know, the Big East, uh, ESPN, you know, that was the beginning of ESPN in, in, in those early 80s. And, uh, you know, um, you know that was, was when you watched TV, man, that's what you watched. And then uh, 
obviously the Syracuse, when they came on, you know, the dome and the crowd. And back then they had a dome ranger. And it's just, I mean, just, just to be able to watch, uh, you know, the games played at the dome high level, whether it was St. John's or Georgetown or whoever it may be at that time. Um, I just got chills watching it. And I remember saying, man, I, I would love to, you know, go up there and be able to play in that type of stage and be in front of that type of stage. So again, you know, the, the beginning of the Big East kind of with the ESPN and all that stuff, the big Mondays, you know, and then that Saturday game, you know, uh, noon or Sunday game, 12 o'clock game. It was just, I mean, again, it was, it was something that I wanted to be a part of. Did you always think that when the ball stopped bouncing, you'd be a coach? No, not at all. Uh it's funny when I finished playing, I moved to the uh, DC area, and uh, you know, basketball was. I was. I was. I had. I had my run with basketball. You know, I played. In, I played overseas for twelve years, so that was, you know, towards the latter part of the 10, 11, 10, 10 through twelve years were tough. Um, you know, ups and downs, and you know, you're getting older, body's just not holding up. You know, going, you know, maybe sometimes splitting times in different countries. So I knew my basketball was was on a down on a downstroke of it and uh, downhill. And so once I finished, I was mentally kind of, you know, burnt out from basketball. And I just started, you know, I just wanted to start my, my next career, which was anything in business and just taking everything that I learned from basketball and applying it to business. Well, that didn't last very long. <laughs> that didn't last very long. I think I, you know, I, I, I dabbled in real estate, uh, okay. did some things like that, and um, and then uh, one day, my my oldest son, who was probably he was about seven or eight at the time, he was getting into basketball, and he started uh, being challenging me, and we took a visit up to Syracuse, and. Once we took the visit up to Syracuse, you know, I sat down with Coach and Mike Hopkins at the time, and they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm in real estate. They go, "You need what are you doing now? You need to get back into basketball. And so when my son started getting back into basketball, it kind of brought me back around into it, and then it just kind of took off from there. All right. What, what were the similarities or differences between that visit where your son's helping lead you back to campus? <laughs> Pretty much. Versus <laughs> – Versus your visit as a high schooler to Syracuse when they're recruiting you as a player. Oh, big time different. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I just, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was my, my latter visit was more contained. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, my visit here, it, it was, it was interesting story. So I going through the process, um, my mom, was a was a huge, huge Rick Patino fan. Huge Rick Patino fan. And he had, you know, we New York Knicks fans. So he had just left New York um Knicks to take the Kentucky job. And so um going through the process, you know, I, my mom was like, oh, you know, I think, you know, that's that's the place. And and I kind of thought that might have been the place. It was, you know, there, Louisville, Pittsburgh, a couple other schools. But Louisville and Kentucky were the schools that I kind of like, ah, oh, you know, Denny Crumb, you know, God bless him. But he was, those are, those are the two programs I kind of looked at and Syracuse, you know, they were there. They kind of came on late, but once I went on my visit, I knew this was, I just knew it. You know, I was like, this is the place that I wanted to be. 
you know, it was just, it was just a connection. And I, and I tell people all the time, sometimes you just know when you go somewhere, this is the place for you to be. And that's kind of what it was. You know, it wasn't even so much of what I did on my visit, what I seen on my visit. It was just a connection that I had to the place for some reason. It just felt, it felt right. That whole idea of everything <clears throat> does happen for a reason. It just, sometimes there's not one thing that you pinpoint it to. It just, you felt like you belong there. Right. I mean, then obviously when I walked into the dome and seeing that place, I said, yeah, this is this is my stage too now. <laughs> this is the stage I wanted to be on, you know, because back then, you know, even when I came out, you know, obviously the NBA was always a dream and a goal. But like college was like you just wanted to be in college. Yep. You, know, you wanted to be a ruler. You just wanted to kind of get through that college experience. So you knew you were going to be in college, you know, three to four years. You know, if you left early back then, it was like a junior, you know. <laughs> right. Right. I read this this past week that for two years of college, you played on a bad Achilles. Yeah. Yep. How? Yep. How'd you go about that? Uh, you know, it was it was tough. You know, um, my sophomore and junior year, it really it really picked up. Uh, it was one of those things um, that, uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know, man. And you just you know, you want to play basketball and, you know, uh I had to, uh, you know, just toughen it out. And, you know, it, the good thing about it is once I started playing, um, it was fine. It was when I stopped, if I subbed out or if I, you know, stopped for 10 minutes just to kind of get back going, that's where the pain really – and then after the games, it was just, you know, it was – you know, that's where the pain kind of kicked in. But it was just, you know, that's what you did. You know, you kind of, you know, sucked it up and – just, you know, I wanted to play. You know, we we were too good, had too many players behind me. I didn't want to give my spot up, man. <laughs> right. Well, you, you can't. Because yeah. I'm guessing once you give that spot up, we know what happens. Oh, yes. Especially with coach. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you get the big news this past week that Judah Mintz is coming back. After a freshman year in which he averages over 16 points per game, Five assists per game for for any first year player in college hoops, nor alone in the ACC. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, how great is that news? And what are your expectations for him for year two? You see me smiling right now, right? That's exactly how I was smiling when I got that phone call. Um, obviously, super excited. Um, you know, he takes our team, and uh, he, he, you know, he he takes us to a different level. Um, and I think he brings out our players. You know, the, the one thing that you, you said I think he didn't get a credit for was the five assists, you know, being able to generate those five assists. And, you know, those can be 10 points. Those can be 15. You know, they can be 15 points, whatever it is, on top of his um, his 16 that he was getting. And uh, so he just took our team and our players just to a, a different level. Um, I'm so I was so excited to hear that he wanted to come back. And he wanted to come back. You know, um, he was excited to come back. I think a lot of times when, you know, when you sit right. and, and yeah. these kids have these decisions to make, you know, I think as a coach, you just want them to be good with their decision and be excited to come back. And uh, and that phone call, you know, I, I was just elated when I hung the phone up because he 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 was excited to come back. Obviously, he wanted to, you know, uh, he took the information, he went through the process, you know, and I supported him all the way. And I told him, you know, you go into that process to make it, you know. And that's what you try to do. And then, you know, once you get the information, you make your decision. And that's exactly how it played out. And uh, 
So I was, I was, I was thrilled, thrilled, excited, elated. I can go on about the attitude of when he, when I got the phone call. Mm. What's the biggest thing that you're stressing to your guys here in June where nobody's watching doors are closed that, that you think is really important for your first year as head coach and, and this, New look Syracuse, because for the first time in close to five decades, there, there will be somebody different on the sidelines. What What's that thing you're stressing to your guys to say, hey, we need to show the college basketball world that that S, it, it is on the map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that we're stressing right now is obviously um, uh, a, a group collaboratively, you know, like we're going to do this thing together. You know, uh, everyone, you know, pushing and challenging each other, you know, and uh, we can, you know, again, we can all change. Like you said, this, this is, this is change and, and what the expectations are and we have an expectation and we have a standard and uh, the way we meet that is doing it together. It's just not going to take one person. And I think, uh, you know, the way we built this roster, you know, we, we, we built it, you know, to, to be able to work together. We think we have a really, really good roster as a group, you know, um, but the individuals, you know, they have to do what they need to do. So those are the things that we talk about, handling their business um, on, off the court, you know, their approach. Um, but the biggest thing is we, we're going to do this thing as a group. Your six foot nine forward, Benny Williams, recently read that that you said, hey, he's a guy, he's one of those individuals that we expect to raise the bar. Not that you don't expect it for, for others, you do. But what do you see in Benny that could lead him to taking even more of a step forward this upcoming year? You know, I think, uh, you know, you take the last five games of last year, um, his last five or six games, you know, it's, uh, he, you know, I think he, the life started to turn. And, you know, you've seen it in his production, you've seen it in his approach, you've seen it in everything. And again, he was a, he, you know, he's the guy, you know, he's, he's, the, he's, he's one of our older people now, you know, he's a junior. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one, and man, that could not be more true it's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of february and the month of march when you are in my business and ag1 was exactly the supplement that i needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day i've continued that into april i've continued that into may and i'm going to continue that the rest of the summer all i have to do is mix a scoop of ag1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and i'm ready to go do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine then athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com backslash field six eight that's Field 68-F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, and he's been through a lot. You know, he came in. Um, his first, you know, his first year was tough, you know, a lot of expectations and things like that. And, you know, he battled through it. And then uh, last year as a sophomore, he had some inconsistencies up and down, which was expected. Um, he actually lost his starting spot, you know, and, uh, you know, then he bounced back from that. And that's, you know, he's the guy. He's, you know, obviously Judah's our leader, but he's one of our leaders because that's what it's about. You know, he just kind of kept going. And I think the fact that he I think he made the biggest jump and the biggest growth going through those things. And he never hung his head. He came back and he practiced hard and, and he and he kept going and he got a star spot back. And I think, you know, you know, those last five, six games of the year, that's who he I think he will start off with that at the beginning. Of the year, and that's what we hope for. I just think the growth and the maturity from him um just it just all started to kind of come together towards the end of the last year. You bring in four transfers, Adrian, and and one of the guys, and I noticed when you picked him up, you said, I've known him for a while. <laughs> and that's JJ Starling. Yeah. So tell me about your relationship with JJ and, and just how much you think that that now getting the chance to coach him, knowing him as well as you do, sky can be the limit. You know, we always talk and coaches, you know, I think, and especially in today's game, you know, um, having that relationship with your players is huge to be able to push the buttons. And it's always been huge, but I think it's more evident in today's game now, um, you know, with players. And you see it all over from the NBA level down to the high school level to, you know, college level, you know, having those relationships. And uh, JJ, um, he grew up with my son. Um, so my younger son, who's actually, uh, He's off in college now. He's playing at GW uh, for Chris Caputo. So they grew up together. So we spent a lot of time together 
I've seen him grow, um, you know, I think since he was eight years old and just to see him develop and grow into a player and the different things and, um, you know, being from Syracuse, you know, it's not, you know, it's not New York City. It's not, it's, you know, it's small, it's a small community. So when you see those type of basketball players coming up, um, you know, you, you know, you see, you cross paths all the time, whether it's gyms or games or things like that. And so I've had a chance to see him grow and, uh, leaps and bounds, you know, from, you know, just the way, like my son almost. So I'm excited to to be a part of it, um, to be a part of his his journey. I know he's excited. And I know uh, once everything happened and we talked, we just knew, you know, this was this is where he needed to be. And he wanted to be here. And I think, you know, me knowing him and knowing, you know, what, what, what makes him tick and what makes him go, I think that's going to help. All right, before I let you go, I, I know that, once you get off this Zoom, you're you're going right back to work on whatever it is, <laughs> and I'm sure you've taken I'm sure you've taken no time to do this because as any new coach says, well, I can't. I've I've got a I've got people to beat. I've got people to compete with. <laughs> but but while you're here for a moment, the fact that you're sitting in the room that you're in right now, as the head coach of Syracuse, at one point you're doing real estate. It's not that long ago. Right. Right. How wild is it to to be sitting in that chair and knowing that that you are going to walk out into that dome that you fell in love with and you're the man you know i just i'm doing a job right now um because i think if i stop and reflect you know it might i might be stuck for about a day or two but no <laughs> it's you know what though it's uh it's something that we all as coaches, you know, when you start this journey and as, as an assistant coach, I think everyone aspires to be a head coach. And, you know, to be a head coach is a dream come true. But to be a head coach, you know, at your alma mater, I mean, I, I can't even put that into words. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm just, I'm so proud, I'm so happy, I'm so excited. Uh, to represent, you know, the place that raised me and that had an impact in my life, and now to be able to do that uh, under this under this hood and under this Syracuse and and represent Syracuse, I just, you know, words can't describe it. But I'm 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 again I'm super excited, but I don't have time to think about that. You know, I got I you know I, I think about it and and my job that needs to be done right now, but it, it's it's a it's a surreal feeling. Um, uh, it's a dream come true, you know, it's a dream come true. And, you know, that's why you dream, you know, because, you know, you, you, you just, you just go after it. And, uh, you know, I think my story resonates with a lot of people and a lot of my players here, you know, and that's what we talk about, you know, uh, when you're in this journey, enjoy this journey, you know, we're in a super fast, you know, world yeah. today and, you know, Take time and enjoy it. Treat people the right way. Do the right things. You know, you just never know how that stuff comes back. Um, and again, I never thought I'd be coaching. And then next, you know, I'm coaching. And then, you know, coaching back at my alma mater. And now the head coach. I mean, I mean, gee, I mean, I can just go. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I can just keep going. But it's it's definitely a a feeling that is is indescribable to be honest. He showed up to Syracuse in 1990, and 33 years later, now he's the head coach of this program. Adrian Autry, thanks for joining us on the Field of 68. Best of luck in year one with the Orange. Thank you, man. This was this was this was a great interview, man. I'm glad to get on with you, man. You guys are you're a rock star, man. So I'm proud to be here. So I'm doing something right, I guess. <laughs>